Welcome to the GBC Big Three podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. I'm your host, Matt Willis, and joining me as co-host today is none other than our delightful associate pastor, Roxanne Lawler. Oh, hello, Mr. Matt. How are you? Associate pastor, Matt Willis. uh, Official terminology (laughs) here. Yes, exactly. Um, Yes, I just, you know, want everyone to know that, you know, you're a force to be reckoned with here. I am a force. And you are oh my here gosh. in the big three. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Beginning of a new year. Oh, so exciting. It's the beginning of February, it is. in fact. It is. So we're well into 2022. Yep. What's your vibe? Uh, I don't know. How January, are you it January thus far? just <laughs> dragged and now this is this is the one month February just goes. It's such a short month. Yeah. And you blink and you're in March and then you freak out and you think where has the year gone? And I never learn. Boom. Like, that's my cycle. That's your cycle. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. And so you don't think COVID's going to, like, impact that? You still think um, that's going to go fast? You, well, I don't know. It's, what, 28 days, 29 days or whatever it is. 28, I think. There's no leap year. No, there's no leap year. Very good. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it'll go fast. Yeah, here you go. I've, I'm not making any, any guesses on what's happening yeah. with COVID, though. Like, no. no. I've learned that I'm not going to touch much. that one with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Both metaphorically <laughs> and, and physically. physically. <laughs> <laughs> um, kids start back at school. Yeah, this, yeah. Back? Two, two are back. One's back tomorrow, oh, and boom. then woohoo, it's all happening. Yeah, those school lunches aren't going to make themselves. <laughs> though, <man. laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm aware. I've got an eight year old. Um, anyone listening at home? And by that point, we were making our own lunches yeah. back in the Willis household in the nineties. Get it? But done. um, no, not the case. Mm-mm. These, these, you know. What are they? Gen Zs? Yeah, I don't know oh, what they are. Soft, bless them. <laughs> but we love them. We do. We love them. Anyway, it's great to have you here for the big three. Now, for those of you who missed it, our senior pastor, Mark Reader, preached during our services this past weekend, launching this year's theme and focus for our church community, renovation, rebuilding for purpose. Mark spoke from the book of Nehemiah, speaking about a heart stirred. And you can listen to that message again through our regular GBC Sermons podcast. And so today, we're going to keep the conversation from Mark's message going in the big three. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Mark and Rox and I will be putting the big three questions to him as we dive deeper into the invitation from this week's sermon. But for now, before we get Mark in the room, Rox, I'm super keen to hear your thoughts coming out of his message on Sunday. Oh, cool. Yeah, look, I really loved it. I think I'd when, whenever I've read Nehemiah, I've never really realised how much prayer went in before. You mm. know, I kind of go, mm, chapter one, and skip to the good stuff yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and jump over into the whole, ooh, we're in front of the king and yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. Um, so for me, I think uh, Mark's uh, just focus on prayer, mm. uh, the prayer prayer of preparation, so to speak, mm. while you're waiting on God, uh, you know something, and just soaking things in prayer. Yeah. I think that was what God was uh, speaking to me about yeah, in this right message. On. Yeah, loved I've, it. I've got to confess, um, I've never read the book of Nehemiah, um, which I felt okay about when Mark said that he always thought of it as a bore. Um, so I was like, <laughs> okay, justified in that decision. Um but uh, like already I'm kind of, I'm a little bit hooked because yeah. uh, it, it seems to me, and this was part of Mark's kind of message, that it's just yet another example. And I always really resonate with these examples of God using the unlikely person, yep. right? Like mm-hmm. Nehemiah was not a diplomat. He was not a clear in a clear position of authority. And yet he had an in, he had this back channel into the king and God used him in that way. Like cupbearer, it just feels like, you know. <laughs> it's a good it, piece of storytelling yeah. <laughs> is it, when he drops that. I know, it's just like cupbearer, okay. Uh, so, uh, you're, uh, yeah, okay. You're just, you know, <laughs> yeah. a step above a slave. But oh, um, but so no, good. he was like God used that. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I think you, you've already got me now because you're, I'm you're constantly in. feeling like that cupbearer, uh, <laughs> the, the non-obvious <laughs> choice. Who should we overlook first? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll look at <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that really hooked me in. I'm just like. Yes, like, I mean, we hear it so often in scripture, but it's just another reminder of like those um, insecurities that I think we yep. all bring to the work of God and those yep. doubts about, you know, am I the right person? It's like, so good. yet again, God has yeah. kind of. It's not out. about you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's about me. <laughs> and with that, the big three's over. We yeah, don't even need Mark Rayner. There you go, guys. Um, take that one with you. Well, actually, in full thought, uh, I think it's time for us to start looking at the three big questions submitted through Slider this week. So, Rox, walk us through our big three today. Oh, we've got some good ones, Matthew. We do. We've got Nehemiah praise for four months before approaching the king. 
So how do we discern when to act versus when to wait? Mm -hmm. Mm. Number two is, well, what if my heart isn't stirred for God's purposes? How do I change that? Yeah. That's a, man, that's it. Like whoever asked that question, thank you. Because I think we're all thinking it, but no one was willing to say it. And you were an anonymous person. Well done, you. We see you. We love you (laughs) because we need that question yeah. answered. Yeah, and that's why we've got Mark Rader here. <laughs> um, and the third question is, well, what do you hope to see grow from this season of renovation and discernment? So I think this question might be actually for Mark. Yeah, like, yeah. What does Mark maybe yeah, yeah. hope As to our see leader? grow from this season of renovation and discernment? What's I mean, his we'll, heart? What's yeah, his vision? We can lob in, but yeah. um, I think it might be kind of a pointed <laughs> question. Sounds like it. Bit, bit more intentional. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so with that being said, I think there's only one thing missing from this dynamic duo mm-hmm. and that, that is our third wheel yep. the Mark Rader <laughs> wow uh, hey guys <laughs> the third wheel <laughs> I like it better than some of the other nicknames I've received yeah. so I have to say oh, you know there's something endearing about the third wheel it stops you know yeah. it stops a bike from toppling yeah. over yeah, yeah you that, know? That's, there you go so no, you I'm, stop us from falling over yeah. Mark <laughs> thank good, you good recovery yeah, yeah, you like that? <laughs> really good recovery and just a shout out you. to Jess who can be here yes. with us this morning uh, we yeah. see you yeah, we thank you Thank you, Rocks, for stepping no in, but, uh, you know, you know, Jess is... We love Jess. Jess is missed. Yes. So yeah, I think that's an important dimension, I think. So, <laughs> so how are you going, Rita? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, I think the, the year does feel like it's finally really starting. You know, I think I resonate with what you said earlier, Rocks, that January does seem to be a little bit of a weird space. Mm. You know, people are away. There are not as many meetings on because people are away. Yeah. And so you're kind of doing some <clears throat> kind of planning and... Um, foundation work, but then it all kind of starts in February. Yeah. That's when, you know, term goes back and all the meetings start up and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So it does feel like things are really moving now. So mm. uh, that's, that's kind of exciting. You know, we've been doing a bunch of work on what's going to happen. So now yeah. it's actually time to implement it. So we'll see, we'll see how we go. Yeah, but absolutely. I also resonate with things moving quickly. Like yeah. just yesterday we were you know talking about some stuff and I realized that there's a fairly significant project I have to complete by next week. So uh, I was like, right, right. Okay, where did January right. go? Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I had then, all this time. <laughs> and then it's fast February and yeah. then you'll be in March. Yeah, it'll be Easter. So. And then it's, yeah, and yeah, then and it's and Easter <laughs> and then it's August and yep. it's Christmas again. And, yep. <laughs> and that's a wrap. And 2023. <laughs> That's right. Well, before the year disappears, let's get into the big three. (laughs) Nehemiah prays for four months before approaching the king. So with us, how do we discern when to act versus when to wait? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I guess the first thing that comes to mind is uh, if there's any... I mean, this is kind of for next week's sermon to some degree in the sense of Nehemiah's. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a spoiler. Um, Kind of the timing of Nehemiah's question. So one of the interesting components of the time stamps in chapter one and chapter two is that they're kind of reversed. Uh, The month of uh, Kislev, I think it is, in the first chapter and then the month of Nisan in the second chapter. And they're four months apart, but it's kind of a, I think it's backwards or something. Like there's some sort of strange component to it. And one kind of train of thought is that um, they're actually speaking about the kind of the what they call the regnal years, like the reign of the king, so that it was the 20th year, but it was the start of his 20th year or something like that. Like yeah. it's, it's some, some kind of different timings in terms of what are they actually talking about. <clears throat> and the whole point of the kind of, con- not to controversy, but the whole point about that is that if it was the regnal years, then it's possible that Nehemiah has waited until the celebration of the regnal year mm. and then has taken that opportunity when kings were often very benevolent and like gift giving was common, yep. right? Like they yep. were receiving people and giving boons and all of those sorts of things. So there may actually have been a specific Spirits were high, maybe? Yeah. celebrations yeah. were occurring. Right. <laughs> Would you like another cup? <laughs> <laughs> Says the cup bearer, you know? Um, so like there may have actually been kind of a, 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 a kind of a circle date in the calendar mm. that mm. Nehemiah was aiming for. Yeah. Okay. Now that's not entirely clear in the text. Um, but I think that sometimes, we, we, we have to use our common sense mm. on 
how long to wait and how long to act. Mm. Um, you know, I think that you could probably say that the extremes are probably to be avoided if at all possible. Yeah. Right. You know, if you have the time, take some time. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if all you've got is 30 seconds, well then pray for 28 of them, you know, but, you know and then take a deep breath and go. Um, but I think in, in these sorts of circumstances, you know, I suspect, and again, this is not clear at all in scripture, but I suspect that this plan took took time to develop in Nehemiah's heart and mind, mm. you know, that um, that as he was, his heart was stirred by the news he'd heard from, um, from his brother about the exiles in Judea, that that kind of had moved him and he starts praying. And then out of that comes this realization that actually... I might actually be able to help mm. to be a part of this. And, you know, this, this is form, the formulation of the plan begins. And again, I, I, I kind of wish we had some of that backdrop. Yeah. Know? One of the key markers and characteristics of biblical narrative is it's, um, it's economy of detail, like it, <laughs> as in it doesn't use a lot. You know? And so we're often left to kind of guess mm. what that, that situation would be. But I do think there's an element of common sense, right? So, you know, I think, I can remember being part of a community of faith when I was, it would have been in my late teens, early 20s. I was just kind of moving into that young adult period. And the church, um, from my perspective, uh, and, and I'll be, I wasn't kind of in on the inner workings of it. I was just kind of a member of the church, shall we say, someone who was committed to that community of faith. But it felt like we engaged in this almost endless cycle of trying to figure out what God wanted us to do as a community of faith. Uh, and maybe it was the idealism of youth, right? And the mm. desire just to get at it. But I remember thinking to myself, just pick something. Mm. Like, does it matter what God's called us to specifically? Like, just pick something. Like, <laughs> if God's so desperate for us to be all about prayer and we start with evangelism, I think God will be a okay with the fact that we're still doing something <laughs> yeah. kingdom-based. But he can make it clear that, no, 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 actually, I want you to be more about prayer or whatever the case might be. And, and mm. I just felt that we never stopped praying about it. Mm. Like, we just never kind of went, okay, we've got, we've got a sense of where God's calling us yeah. to. Uh, and so I think that we want to be we want to be praying, we want to be committing it to the Lord. I, I mean, again, I can't imagine that Nehemiah didn't speak to anyone else about this, mm. right? Like, it's not that they had jet planes, so Hanani, his brother, didn't just fly in for the weekend and leave. He was probably there for a period of time. I imagine that he spoke to them more about the situation. I reckon he probably spoke to other advisors and friends. Like, I'm sure it wasn't just him, right? Because yeah. biblically, you know, in terms of wisdom— doing stuff on your own is not, <laughs> right? Um, and, and so I imagine that there, there was that kind of the consultation, the collaboration, and, and then at some point the formulation of a plan. Mm. And then you just have to kind of put it into place. Like I think one of the fascinating pieces, and we'll pick this up um, throughout Nehemiah, and you know, to your point, Matt, I think in the past I've always thought that Nehemiah was just hard, just hard. Hard just, yakka. Yeah, just hard yakka. That's right. <laughs> just like, ah, just couldn't get my hanging around it. But uh, as I've said before, um, when when I encounter scripture that I find boring, it's usually not scripture's fault. It's me, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's, uh, and uh, so the opportunity to kind of get into it has been really good. But one of the striking features is the cooperation between, like Nehemiah's made some plans, mm. but he's always, always praying. Yeah. Um, and so there's that kind of the, the, the back and forth between them. So I'm not sure if that really answers the question. I think that we want to be aware of, mm. I think we want to prepare adequately. Yeah. You know, I think we want to spend sign sufficient time. Um, I remember oh, this is years and years and years ago. Um, uh, we were gathering, I was gathering with a group of people and we were talking a little bit about discipleship stuff. And we decided that we would take some time to um, engage in listening prayer. So we would, you know, oh, I can't remember if I opened, someone opened in prayer, just basically saying, God, just speak to us. And, and then we just spent a few minutes, five, 10 minutes just listening. Mm. And uh, I was going to be closing because in my head, I was going through the whole, okay, it's been about, you know, however long it was been. And Classic. it feels about right. Love it. We've all been there. Yeah. You know, thinking, okay, like how much time? And um, I just, you know, those moments when, when God kind of speaks to you, it's not an audible voice, but it was just, it's kind of dropped in my head. And it was the question, would you wait all night? Oh. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, like, no, we've got to talk. Like we've got to be done at nine yeah. thirty. Like I can't just, we can't know. 
but but it, it was a really challenging moment to kind of go, you know, God can speak in an instant, mm. right? Like it, there's nothing to stop God from, you know, Nehemiah saying, oh, Lord, what should I do? And God going, you know, in an audible voice, I want you to go to the king and ask to be governor. And yeah. right, like God could do that. It's not like God needs time to kind of think about it himself mm. and kind of go, geez, I don't know. That's a good question. Let mm. me think, you know, I'll do some, I'll do some work with my people and yeah. you do some work with your people. And we'll, <laughs> But at the same time, there seems to be something that God... There seems to be some value in the waiting mm. and in the perseverance and in the, well, in the waiting, mm, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and so I think that there's something to be said for giving God sufficient time. And I, I guess it's not giving God sufficient time. I think it's probably about giving us sufficient time to allow our heart to be open to what God may have in mm. store. Yeah. You know, again, we don't know what Nehemiah thought when this idea came to him that as the cupbearer, he might have this back channel to the king. Mm. I can't imagine that he kind of went, that's brilliant. Mm. This is fantastic. There's no problems with this plan. Like, I'm (laughs) sure that he kind of went, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, Mm. that's not how it works. Um, and, And so I think that, but there's something about us spending enough time in God's presence to have our hearts open to hear his invitation. And how long that takes, I think, is, you know, how long's a piece of string? Yeah. It may take a week or two. Mm. It may take four months. It may take several years. Mm. But I think at some point we have to kind of be saying, okay, Lord, like, I don't want to rush you, but uh, like... You need to speak up or speak clearer yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something. Because I'm, I'm ready for whatever it is. I'm, I'm trying to be as ready as I can. Mm. And, and, and a deadline's coming. You know, again, we don't know if Nehemiah had circled the date of yeah. the, the kind of the anniversary of the king's ascension as kind of, oh, this will be a perfect time to, yeah. or as perfect a time as it's mm. going to get rather than lunch on Tuesday or something. Yeah. So, mm. you know, but there, there comes a time when we kind of need an answer. Mm. Um, and, and I think the other piece in this, I mean, it's a great, it is a great question because it, it just kind of leads <laughs> into all sorts of stuff. So whoever asked that, well done you. I think there's also an element of, um, you know, when we're, we're waiting for God's answer that we also need to be ready to act even if we're not entirely clear. Yeah. You know, again, I don't know. I mean, I, you'd love to know whether Nehemiah was like, yep, this is absolutely God's plan or whether this was Nehemiah's plan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like where he just, he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and reflected on God's character and reviewed his purposes and, you know, recognized his own role and then saw this opportunity and thought, maybe. Yeah. Like it's that whole Esther thing, you know? Maybe, right? Like who knows? Mm. But that God has you here for such a time as this. And it's not a, because it's not a declaration. God has you here. (laughs) It's It's a a who knows? (laughs) Like maybe. And then maybe not. Maybe you'll die a horrible death. But, you know, and so you do wonder if this is where Nehemiah kind of sensed God's invitation, but wasn't entirely certain about it, but had circled the date on the calendar, which is kind of mm-hmm. why I think I, I, I kind of like that idea of having a focused kind of mm-hmm. point of time, yeah. particularly when he ends his prayer in chapter one by saying, give me favor with this man today, right? Like the, the time has come. Yeah. Um, I'm going in. I'm going in. And so he has acted as if God is involved in this mm. process. He's mm. acting as if God has indeed invited him into the process. Mm. And, and I think we have to be ready to risk a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think that's really helpful because uh, something that I was thinking about as you kind of were unpacking that, and and you've said this a number of times throughout the big three and even in church, is that like sometimes, particularly when it comes to prayer, mm. we can treat it like magic, right? Like mm. if I pray this much or in this way about this thing, then yeah. God has to yeah. do this, or if I get enough people praying about right? it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then it will happen. Now, prayer is powerful and prayer is effective. Mm-hmm. But I think particularly when it comes to discerning mm-hmm. and, and existing in that tension of when do I act and when do I wait, yeah. um, sometimes, and, and, you know, I've, I've had this mentality before. I know friends who have had this mentality yeah. before. Yeah. It's like that whole, um, oh, I'm not ready. I, like I haven't, I'm not sure if I've prayed enough about yeah. it as yeah. if like I need to get to a threshold before <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed right. to do something. Yeah. But you speaking about that, that willingness to risk, yeah. I actually think is mm. really powerful. There's, there's fear in that. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I think mm. there's also great yeah. freedom. Yeah. And there's, there's space then that, that changes some of the ways that we pray as well. Instead mm. of saying, Lord, give me a clear sign. Which would be nice. Which would be nice. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> love a good sign. And appropriate to pray. But yeah. I think we're also then praying, Lord, give me the the wisdom mm. 
to get my timing right, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm. To act in the best time, to say this at the right time, mm. to have the right words to say. Yeah. Give me courage to see this, uh, you know, in my conversations with my brother this, you know, this morning. Yeah. Just give us wisdom as we sort this out. You know, so praying for courage, praying for wisdom, I think is really appropriate in these yeah. spaces as well. And even when I do, Lord, when I, when I take yeah. that step, if the timing's wrong, Please still use it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. Please do something with it. Yeah. Don't let me yeah. fall, Lord, because I'm been, jumping out. Yeah. Well, it would have been a very short story if his timing had been off, right? You know? yeah. And that's the end the of The king took the cup and they never saw Nehemiah again. That's right. <laughs> Back to Ezra. <laughs> Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I really like that. I also think it's helpful for us to think about what God values in this. Mm. Like so much of our, um, my experience anyway, is is what is what am I going to do? Where, you know, who am I going to marry? Where am I going to live? What am I going to mm-hmm. do for a career, yeah. et cetera? It's all this external stuff. And and really what Jesus wants us to do is to be made and shaped in his image. Mm. And, and God wants us to be growing in likeness yeah. and, and doing that inner work. Mm-hmm. And so I think for, for that period of prayer and the, the waiting and the soaking in God, um, there's value in it because God is actually transforming us on the inside. You know, yeah. he's, he's making us more reliant yeah. on him, more more in his image, mm-hmm. more a true, pure reflection mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, opening and, um, our hearts. Opening to him. our yeah. hearts, yeah. exactly. And so, um, and so we can sort of really get caught up on the decision process yeah. and, and ignore actually God is shaping me and changing me. Mm. Um, and, and what he's doing in me and, and increasing, you know, the fruit of the spirit in me or whatever it is, you know, my compassion for others, my heart for the lost, whatever, mm. um, in this moment moment, that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so when he does that inner work, whatever we do, um, we become a more effective mm. sort of, you know, messenger, a more effective yeah. servant for, yeah. for whatever the activity is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I really do like that. Yeah. I think that the, it's that other edge of, you know, sometimes we become the answer to our own prayer. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we can. You know, like that mm-hmm. seems to be part of what yeah. happened for Nehemiah. Yeah. You know, oh, Lord, yeah. that's oh, awful 100%. news. I'm cut to the heart. Yeah, you know, yeah. What, what are we going to do? Here's what. Here's the struggle. Mm-hmm. And then there's this yeah. kind of the yeah. sense of, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm the answer to my prayer. Yeah. yeah. You know. God send an yeah. evangelist. Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that. Or in this case, an engineer. Yeah, but, an engineer. Know. Yeah, that's yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So good stuff. Well, let's get into question two. So, Mark, question number two, and I'm really keen on this one. Um, What if my heart isn't stirred for God's purpose? Mm. What if I find myself, because so much of this story was around Nehemiah just, you know, having this moment (laughs) Mm. where he hears this news and it it just kind of breaks him a little bit. And and God kind of used that to stir Mm. his heart. What if we're sitting in the pew on a Sunday or, you know, by ourselves in prayer during the week mm-hmm. and we're just feeling nothing? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and how do I change that? And how, yeah. yeah, well, I was getting to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First, just tell me, I, like, I'm, I'm not a terrible person. Like. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but not for this reason. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's unreal. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's, I think, like, I should probably start by saying I'm kind, I'm not reading into the text per se, but I'm trying, like, I'm reading a little bit into what mm. Nehemiah's response is. Yeah. I mean, we have very little narrative about him at all. We assume that as someone who is Jewish and still in Susa, that he probably still has you know, kind of a longing for and kind of a general homesickness for mm. the homeland, even though he was most likely born in Persia. Yeah. Um, but there does seem to be something extraordinary about how cut he is mm. by what he hears. And, and I, th- I think it's reasonable to as- to ascribe that to God's work. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I find that when, when I, when I have an emotional reaction to something, sometimes it's because I'm tired (laughs) and you're just like, I'm tired. Yeah. You know, you're just like, I'm reacting out of 
Mm. out of fatigue. But there are other times when I'm a little bit caught off guard by that. And I, I've begun to associate that more and more frequently with the work of God. Mm. Like just to kind of go, okay, so what, what's going on here? Mm. Like, is there more happening here? You know, cause mm. if I'm not tired, right. It's, and it's kind of a normal kind of day and there's an emotional response to something. Oh, what's happening here? Mm. Is there something happening? So I, th- I think that, I think we need to be, I, I think we need, to be aware of God's actions on our emotions, right? Mm. Um, that God does want to stir our hearts and wants to stir our imagination. And I think, you know, from a very practical perspective, and you know, as I said on Sunday, without um, uh, that sense of dissatisfaction with what currently is or without some sort of imagination of what the future could be, mm. change is really unlikely. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really hard to change attitudes, habits, practices, Mm. whatever it might be, if we have no dissatisfaction or no vision for the future, Mm. right? So what's that, you know, the classic formula for overcoming resistance to change? You need dissatisfaction and you need to have a vision for the future and you need to have a first step. And Mm. and those three added up needs to be greater than the resistance. Mm. And so I think if we're going to change as the people of God, as a community of faith, let alone as individuals, we need to have some sense of of the future. And so I think that, you know, there's, I wouldn't say that these are two sides of one coin, but there is, for me, it feels a little bit different to say that my emotions were stirred and to say that my imagination was fired. Yeah. Right. Now I know that there's emotion in both of those, right? Mm. Because often when our imagination is stirred, it's not just that I'm feeling creative. There's something really hopeful about Mm. kind of going, Oh, this could be, Mm. um, this is what could happen. This could change. Wow. And and so that's very different than, you know, being cut, you know, where I'm, where I'm, um, mournful, um, or really aware of my own sinfulness. Like it feels like almost two sides, but I think both of them are valid ways forward. Uh, And so I think that for us as the people of God, uh, we, we need to, we need to, um, we need to really open ourselves up to that a bit. We tend mm-hmm. to be really hesitant about speaking about emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not very good about speaking about negative emotions as mm-hmm. you reminded us a couple of weeks ago in relation to mental health. Um, but we're not, I don't think we're very good at, we don't trust emotions because we don't want to manipulate. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be yeah. manipulated. Yeah. And yet we know the value and power of emotions. And so I think there's something about, you know, God is the God of our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Jesus took everything to the cross, including our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. He expressed emotions. So mm-hmm. we, we, we ought to be expectant that God is going to stir our hearts mm-hmm. and lead us in part through, through our emotions. Now, we can't be led exclusively by our yeah. emotions. Yeah. I think that, that gets pretty problematic. But, you know, the stirring of our hearts is, is, is a really important thing. And I think recognizing that God is the God who moves and changes hearts. You know, mm-hmm. there's a number of examples throughout scripture of that. Um, you know, whether it be Lydia, whose heart was open to hear the message, whether mm-hmm. it's King Saul, whose heart was changed within him when he became king, uh, even whether it's David in his great prayer of confresh- confession, mm-hmm. you know, create in me yeah. a clean heart, like change my heart. You know, mm-hmm. so there's lots of that kind of language. And so I think if, if we find ourselves kind of feeling meh about mm-hmm you know, the plans and purposes of God, I think there's a few things that we can do. I think one of them is to say to God, would you touch my heart? Mm. Like, would you, would you fire me up about something? Yeah. And maybe it's not about the church as a whole. Maybe it's about a particular area, Mm. you know, I mean, you're a family with young kids, so get passionate about young kids and mm. ministry to young kids. You got mm. older yeah. kids, like yeah. youth ministry, like that's really critical. You know, mm. like I know that over time, you know, like kids ministry is important to me, but it's not important to me like it was when I had small children yeah. in the kids ministry, yeah. right? Because then it was really, this is it's on crazy. the ground for me. Yeah. So it's still important, but it just feels different. Like my imagination and my, my, you know, my heart is not as stirred by it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, this is really important because kids make decisions of faith early. And like, yeah. I know all the reasons yeah. my heart perhaps is not in it as it was when I had small children. So now I have young adult children. Well, now my passion is, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. my emotion is far more stirred in that. I'm a lot mm. more interested in young adult ministry than I've ever been before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that's an element of our natural, our kind of, our natural life stage that, that leads into that. Yeah. I think that it's also helpful to explore what's happening in your community of faith. 
to find mm. out what you're passionate about. You know, mm. so we had um, we had a couple in the church who have kind of made a deliberate, intentional decision and on purpose decision, as we would talk mm. about it here, to kind of step out of one ministry in order to be able to focus on another. Mm. Because uh, you know, I don't want to read too much into kind of the very brief conversations mm. we've had, but in, it's in part because their heart is moved by yeah. that other area yeah. of ministry. And all I can say is that sounds legit, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, mm. you know, could we use your skills in this area of ministry? Sure, absolutely. But follow your heart in that yeah. space because mm. if God's been prompting your heart, then there's something, yeah. something's happening there. And so I think that it's appropriate. It's an appropriate prayer. You know, God, would you stir my heart? Like I'm just feeling really cold-hearted mm. towards the things of the kingdom. Um pretty sure that's not on. Yeah. You know, like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't and, feel yeah. right. Yeah. You know, and there are, there are times, you know, I think, you know, for people who are relatively new to community of faith where mm. the questions that you're grappling with are just, you know, have I found my people? Mm. Is this a place where we feel welcome and we can grow and put our roots yeah. down? So there's kind of mm. different questions, but you know, I think if you've been a part of a community of faith for a while to, to ask mm. God to kind of open your heart to, to the community of faith that you ought to be in, to introduce relationships, to uh, to hear something that sparks you. You know, we talk about that at May Mission Month, you know, and we have several big projects that we support. Yeah. And, you know, one of the kind of ways that I talk about it with people is listen to the pro like contribute to the project that really stirs your heart. Mm. Right. I mean, you could, you could give equally to all three projects or mm. give just to one or to two, like I, yeah. I'm not really too fussed, but if you're trying to figure out how, Listen to the projects and go, oh, that one. Yeah. That stirs my heart. I want to give to that mm. because that there's something that just resonates with me. Go with that. And I think follow that. So mm. I think I think those are some of the things that we need to be aware of. You know, I, I do think, you know, if we had more time and if I had more expertise, that's probably the bigger problem. <laughs> I think I'd want to I'd want to explore a little bit more about our distrust of emotions. Mm. Right? That distrust of being manipulated, right? By our own emotions. Well, by our own emotions. And like, I think we've all experienced situations where people have been, have acted on their emotions mm. without kind of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you've just kind of gone from a spiritual perspective that can be really devastating. Mm. Um, and so I think we are hesitant, but I mean, our emotions are from God. Yeah. And so we've got to be, we've got to learn how to be comfortable with that. Mm. Now I don't think, you know, as I say, as preachers that we should be manipulative, manipulative, mm. but at the same time, like I want to persuade people. Mm. Like I don't want to be boring and dull. I don't yeah. believe that's how it works. Mm. I believe that, you know, part of, part of what we do is to say, this is, this is really important. Mm. Yeah. I want to do everything I can to persuade you. I don't want to manipulate. Yeah. So I think that there's some space to explore how we end up feeling about emotions, yeah. right? Though even the whole idea of God stirring my heart, you kind of go, am I, am I comfortable with that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, or do I just kind of go, oh, no, 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 no. I want to be led by the word of God, by the mm -hmm. objective truths of scripture. Yeah. Right? Language we use. Mm. But, and, and again, it's, it's not an either or. It's not a matter of saying, well, you either put your tra trust in the objective word of God, whatever that means, uh, or I'm going to trust my emotions. Like, neither of those are particularly helpful positions. But I think we tend to lean away from emotions mm. often. So maybe that is another, maybe that's a fourth question. <laughs> yeah, we'll, big three. yeah. We'll have to get that someone who actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should probably do that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Good. No, that's fantastic. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed that um, discussion. I, I was wondering about people whose hearts aren't stirred for God's purpose. And um, uh, you, I think he's used the word before pay attention. Um, and I think that's a really significant thing for us to do. And, and that's something I'm learning to do too, mm -hmm. is actually to pay attention to the way I'm feeling, yeah. um, the way I react to things, just becoming mm -hmm. self-aware, right? Yeah. Um, but paying attention and um, and looking at that through the lens of, of God, that even yeah. if I'm not feeling it, if I'm my mm -hmm. heart's not stirred and I'm meh, um, like, well, because God's still in that. Like I believe yeah. that God is still in that even when I'm not feeling it. God's mm. still alive. God's still active. Mm. God, you know, still got the spirit within me. But pay attention, you know, like what is going on for you mm -hmm. uh, that you're in this season where you're, you know, you're feeling cold or you're mm -hmm. feeling like the fires have, have you know, burned down. Yeah. So what is that? Is it yeah. is it something that you've been through? Is there some sort of unresolved trauma that you've not dealt mm. with? Or mm. is it just that you're busy and um, and you just haven't carved out 
you know, enough time for you and to, to be self-reflective or to exercise or to sleep yeah. or to yeah. whatever. Um, but to be, to be paying attention because even in that even in that time when your heart isn't stirred, there's still something there that mm. God is doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it might be a season where it's it's fallow ground where you just have to rest for a bit mm-hmm. um, until and, and just – you know, be in prayer like Nehemiah was yeah. for four months and just to be still in the word and still attending um, and just going through this, you know, a desert experience almost yeah. and, and waiting for, you know, the rains to come and for mm. the new growth to, mm. to appear and, and knowing that God is in this still. Mm. You know, he hasn't left you. He has mm. never abandoned you. Mm. It's one of his promises. And even if your heart's not in it, to just pay attention to what he's doing in the moment. Yeah. 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 I think that the the – you know, not the flip side of that, but mm. I think the the continuation of that is that sometimes we do go through those periods of time yeah. where it's just like, well, yeah. nothing's mm. going yeah. on. And, and I think that we should be careful not to beat ourselves up about that. Yeah. 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 There does come a time when you kind of go, all right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Been it's, it's been, been a, a while, while. <laughs> since I've felt and, anything. And yeah. that might be something that you need to do outside of yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, part yeah. of the, the thing is we're meant to be in community. And yeah. so it's having the, the, mm-hmm. the saints around you to say, hey, look, I've been going through this. Mm. I do feel dry. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. cold. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been some time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then having people around you that can speak into your life, that can support you, whether that's yeah. just on a spiritual yeah. kind of pastoral level yeah. or a professional level yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the other component of that then as well is that we don't have to feel strongly about everything, mm. yep. right? Because like, you can't sustain that, no. you know? And so there's something about, you know, kind of being comfortable with saying, okay, man, yeah, that doesn't yeah. really stir my heart. I'm not yeah. really passionate yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see why you are, yeah. um, uh, but I'm not. Mm. But I think we yeah. need to be asking and, and kind of saying to the yeah. Lord, so what, like what, where, where, where are you drawing me? Mm. You know? And I think yeah. that's where it comes in, you know, self-awareness. And yeah. that's an excellent, an excellent pickup there, Rox, because I think it's, it is that sense of just paying attention yeah. to what's going on and what God's saying and, and noticing the patterns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, whenever we talk about this, I kind of get more excited. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I would never would have said that I'm really emotional yeah. about it, yeah. but, but I've oh noticed yeah. 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 that every time we have a conversation about it, I, yeah. I can't get yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My pitch goes higher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and calling that out in other people too is um, yeah. a bit of a challenge as well. Yeah. If you know someone really, really well, yeah. you know, say, hey, you know what, whenever we talk about this, you know, like you get really, your smile, you know, comes big yeah. and, and yeah, you start yeah. pacing and you, you know, like you're like, mm. have you noticed this about yourself? Yeah. Like don't do that to strangers. Mm. Well, you know, acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> Just your close peeps. That's it. Yeah, right on. Mm. Well, let's get on to question three. The third question. Here we have. Here we go. Uh, what do you hope to see grow from this season of renovation and discernment? Well, I'm going to take that as a question for me. I do believe like, yeah. that. I know is that I answer the questions, yeah. but you know. I mean, I think people like Roxy. Yeah, they do. But yeah, I think they're here for. Yeah. It's. If we could sort of, what do you hope to see? Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's all I'm going to take it then. (laughs) Take it as the singular you rather than the plural. (laughs) I mean, I think that, that, you know, as, as a leadership, you know, because it's, it's not just about something that, that I want us to do, but I think as a leadership, there's a real sense that, um, particularly out of COVID, and you, 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 the three of us, we've talked about this a lot, <laughs> um, that, that out of COVID in particular, there was both a revelation of some, uh, I think what I would call weaknesses mm. in the way that we have been doing things and an opportunity to not only change, but to, to kind of do different things and do things better. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> We keep saying that we're almost out of it, but we're still in the middle, it seems, of this, yeah. Yeah. Of this whole thing. And so the, the time perhaps hasn't yet come for us to fully engage in that. But I reckon that you know what I really hope will come out of this, um, I think at the top of my list would be that there'd be a real clear sense uh, of us having learned the lessons mm-hmm. from the last couple of years mm. and do something different. So I think, you know, some of you who are listening have heard me talk about this before, but, you know, I think one of the, one of the biggest challenges or revelations um, coming out of COVID was just how thin our discipleship really, really was. And, and, I, and I'm not saying this in the sense of, you know, oh, you know, 
all those people at my church are not very mature. Like it's Mm. not that it's more about just recognizing that we rely so heavily on Sundays Mm. and you know, like, I know you talk about this in in kids ministry um, and a little bit like in youth, like Mm. you've got kids for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes a week. Is that enough to really build disciples? Mm. No, not really. Mm. Uh, And so once you took that Sunday gathering away, I could just exposed how thin our discipleship motor is mixing my metaphors. Like it just, like <laughs> it, <laughs> it just, we just, we weren't, we said we were, but we weren't like, we just, we were, we were too focused on kind of doing the, doing the show, mm. you know? Um, DIY, wasn't it? Kind yeah, of, DIY yeah, discipleship, discipleship, you know, yeah, do it yourself. You know, so I'm assuming yeah. that you'll show up when it's convenient for you and mm. you'll listen to the message. And, and and I think we can just do a lot more. Mm. And we have to do a lot more. Because I think one of the other things that I, I think I found personally disappointing, and again, this is not this is not a shot at our community of faith or any community of faith, but... I did find it really striking that the church universally didn't seem to have much of an answer for COVID. Like we were as thrown as everybody else. Whereas there was an opportunity for evangelism and a demonstration of a hope filled life in uncertainty. And we just missed it. Yeah. I just think we missed it. And so I think that, you know, that's been really challenging to me in terms of how, well, not how, what am I leading? Yeah. Am I just running events mm. that people come to when they want to and it's it's nice? Mm. Or are we actually trying to build disciples? Yeah. And 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 I really want us to be about building disciples. Mm. Not really interested in the other anymore. And and it's it's not it's not an either or. It's not a matter of well we're going to stop doing events, but trying to be a little bit more deliberate. So things like, you know, the big three, you know, this is a midweek continuation of the conversation, you know, to try to give people another touch point to kind of go, I'm going to think about this more than just on Sunday morning when I go, oh, that was interesting. Or Mm. Sunday night when I go, oh yeah, that was really kind of Mm. interesting or cool, or I didn't know that or whatever it might be. And we not, we don't think about it again. Um, how, how do we build those discipleship practices? So I think that's, I think in terms of the renovation discernment process, that's one of them. I just want us to demonstrate our learning, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and so there's going to be some, you know, conversations about what have we learned and it goes beyond discipleship and, you know, our connections, our relational connections weren't particularly strong. Mm. Um, our capacity and processes to care for people wasn't Mm. great. Like, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that we've been obviously trying to work on in that space, but I think there's more for us to do and kind of, I'm waiting for people to, I think part of the, the renovation piece is for people to feel like, yeah, we can have that conversation now. Yeah. You know, we, we're through it, you know, cause you know how it is in a crisis. You can't, you can't analyze the crisis in the crisis. You're just mm. trying to get through the crisis. Mm. You know, the time for analysis comes later, yeah. right? The Royal commission is well after the fact. Yeah. Uh, and so we still, I think need to have a bit of that Royal commission kind of what's been happening here. What have we learned? What, what can we do differently? But I think in the, in the, in the sense of the, um, the process of discernment, I think I have, I have some uh, some different hopes for that. Uh, so, I, you know, for those of you who haven't yet listened to the message or um, on the sermon podcast, or kind of f- faded out while I was speaking <laughs> about, because I did say it's going to be part of a long read yes. that's going to come out later this week. We talked about a, a strategic process of discernment that we're going to take over the course of the year. Um, so with a specific prayer in, in term one and term mm. two and term mm-hmm. three, leading to one day when we're gathered together together and and come out of it with you know, uh, shall we say in corporate speak strategic priorities for the next five years. But in terms of our inner language, it's the invitations where we feel God's calling us. Um, and so at one level, what I want to see come out of it, I'm not sure this is number two or not, but like, I want to see us with four or five or six or seven, like mm. a clear sense of these are the places where God's inviting us. in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is what God's inviting us. And in. this is where he's leading us to. I'd love for that. But I also think that the, Taking that, t- taking the time, you know, to 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 pray, to try to open our hearts to what God's doing, to listen for themes, to pray around those themes, to gather yeah. together, to work yeah. those out. I think there's, I think there's an enormous capacity for us to really feel united yeah. Yeah, in what's happening. Mm. Like I wouldn't say that our community of faith is 
disunited. I wouldn't mm. say that we're we're fractured or fragmented or schismed or whatever the case might be. But there is a sense that, you know, as, as leadership, we've been delegated, to, uh, given authority to make decisions. We've made decisions. People are like, yeah, we're happy enough with that. We'll kind of come along. This involvement of more people, I think, yeah. has the capacity yeah. for people to go, I was a part of this decision. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, to come back to question two, it'll fire their imagination. Yeah. yeah. I was part of this conversation. I was praying at the same time as everyone else. I, I felt the same sense that God was leading us into that area. Yeah. I feel equally strongly that this thing, this strategic priority, this invitation mm. is from mm. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. So I, I think that there's a capacity to, for this to be really life-giving for our community of faith, um, to be a, a practical outworking of the priesthood of all believers and a real sense for us to, to move ahead in, in a in a really unified way. Yeah. Not just because we've all decided we're all heading in the same direction, but we feel because we really believe that God's leading us there yeah. and that we have felt the personal slash corporate mm. invitation to join God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. like I think that I think that's the that's 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 the promised land for me. <laughs> you know? Um, strategic priorities, I mean, to some degree that's the easy part. Yeah. You know, well, we'll we'll do some work of discernment. We'll talk. We'll brainstorm. We'll be led and facilitate. Like mm. that's that's the easy part. But for us to kind of come out at the end of the day, almost with a sense of like <laughs> when we read and present the final form of the however many invitations yeah. we, we feel. Let's say there's five, mm-hmm. and we outline the projects and we outline some of the goals for the next five years, that there'd be a sense in the community of faith that they would go, amen. Yeah. yeah. And like that's yeah. their response. Not just like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Or, yeah, I could probably get behind one and two and four. Mm. But that sense of like, amen, mm. like, yes. Yeah. Um, because I think that, that'll that inspire prayer. Mm-hmm. That'll inspire action. That'll mm. inspire like – uh, it just yeah. inspire momentum for yeah. us. And yeah. so I think that there's something really exciting for me in that process, mm. yeah. you know, that we might indeed have that Nehemiah moment of kind of going, this is what God's invited us into. And yeah. then God's going to open doors because mm. his invitation is in it. And we're just going to, we're just going to go, will there be opposition? Yeah. Will there be mm. hardship? Yeah. Is it going to be easy? No. <laughs> is God in it? Yes. Mm. Has he invited us to it? Yes. Are we going to, you know, and I think there's something in that for me that I think feels feels like the most exciting possibility yeah. for us moving forward. And, you know, so I think the, you know, it's not a, it's not an attempt to, to, to work the magic, right? Mm. We need a, we need a hundred people to pray for a hundred hours to, yeah. for yeah, this yeah, to work, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? No, it's just about saying the more people who are engaged in this process, the, the greater, I think the likelihood that God will bind us together around mm. his purposes mm. for mm. us. And, and once we have that, I mean, that's, I think that, I think that's where true community comes, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay. There's a relational component. You, you know, you want to catch up and have lunch and all those mm, things. But yeah. for us to go, yeah, we are in on this together because God, we really feel God's inviting us into it. And then welcoming other people into it and being able mm. to say, Hey, you join in our community of faith. This yeah. is where we're going because yeah. this is where we believe God's so inviting us. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. You know, people mm. kind of be, Oh, I'm in. <laughs> sure. wasn't, wasn't part of the process, yeah, but, but I am in. Yeah. You guys seem to, you guys have heard from God. Mm. I, I, th- I think that, that for me is the big, that's the, the golden goose, the rainbow, the pot of gold. <laughs> the pot of gold. No, I can't use pot of gold. <laughs> that's magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's the golden goose, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> the promised land's working uh, <laughs> a bit better. It's, it's biblical. It's, yeah. it's, it's going there. Got to think through my idioms before I speak them out loud. Right? So, yeah, so I think that that's that for me, those three things. Right? Yeah. We actually do yeah. want some invitations, some strategic priorities. I think we need to demonstrate our learning, mm. but I also think that, that that sense of being united together, oh, inspired so by what God's doing. Collaborative so. ownership, yeah. all of it. So mm. good. So that's exciting. Go. So look out for the long read for those oh. of you who are part <laughs> of our community <laughs> of faith. And read it. Yeah. And if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're just joining, you're thinking, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> you will be able to find that long read on our website. Yes. Yep. So you can just go to guymeabaptist.org.au uh, near the end of the week, probably on Friday. Mm. And uh, I'm assuming it's going to be someplace really obvious. So, you know, nothing says inspiration like, hey, here's a really long read. But really encourage you to ha- have a read, see what uh, see where we're heading as a community of faith this year. Awesome. So good. Mark, thanks so much. I'm like, I'm pumped for what this year mm. has in store for us. Mm. Uh, like I, I really feel that this is the right direction mm. for us to be going yeah. 
into as a community yeah. of faith. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is this kind of, for me, there's an anticipation yeah. of like the wonder that yeah. we might, that yeah. not might, mm-hmm. that we will yeah. uncover yeah. through yeah. the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. And to be able to see that, and mm. I think you're right, that sense of unity, to be able to see that together, yeah. that's that's powerful. Super cool, mm. isn't it? Mm. And at the beginning of February, anything is possible, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've Before all got the year. our fresh stationery. We're ready to go. I want to go back to that that's first right. question about yeah. when to act versus yeah. when yeah, to right. wait that's because right. we're going to do them both. Yeah. We're praying yeah. and yeah. we're acting. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Pray for wisdom <laughs> and for timing. So, right. Thanks, guys. Oh, well, thanks so much, Rader. Well, Rox... Lots, lots unpacked in so that episode. So very, very much. So like three questions, they were big questions. They were huge. Um, what's kind of your standout? What's Ooh. the thing that's really kind oh, of. That was a journey, man. It was. <laughs> Look in the rear view for that. <laughs> we really were like the <laughs> Israelites going yeah, through, the, <laughs> like, through the desert on the way to the promised land, like did not take a direct route. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, going, we were going somewhere. Oh, I really think it was, um, it was really helpful for Mark just to kind of uh, shake it up and open it up at that last mm, question. Yeah. Um, the, long, the, the idea of a long read doesn't really inspire me, but listening no. to that, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. this is great. Maybe the long read needs to be like a short video. <laughs> I don't know. An uh, audio book. An with audio radar. with radar. <laughs> That's right. You can you can either listen to the long read or Ooh. you can read the long read. Um, Suggestion box. I'm keen yeah, on that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think for me that's a bit of a standout uh, because it kind of did sum up our, mm. our three questions, I think, in this. Yeah. Um, there is this invitation that God is actually um, – God is inviting us to prayerfully mm. consider our next five years. Yeah. And so it is this kind of weird tension of mm. uh, rather than, you know, the – you know, however many strategic priorities are kind of landing and everyone agreeing. Yeah. Like it is this process of we're waiting on God, we're seeking him, mm. we're, we're, we're uh, working together, we're collaborating on this, it's the priesthood of all believers. Mm. So there's kind of the 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 stop-go nature of yeah. this, the now but not yet, the the act v pray. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to see how that's going to be yeah. worked out this year. Yeah, um, yeah just to hear from Mark's heart, that's – it's always good. I'm always here for it. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the thing that I love is that in in us doing this, in us asking these questions and going on this journey, there is this corporate community unification that is going to yeah. happen. We are going to move together yeah. in the direction that God is calling so us to. Do. But I also believe that by going through this process together, there is going to be so much deepening of our own yeah, personal our own discipleship. discipleship. Yep. Um, and so not only will we come out of this, and I, I'm saying we will because I believe yeah. it, uh, it's yeah. happening, mm-hmm. um, we will come out of this as a church with a sense of clarity around where God is calling us, but I also believe that we will come out of this yeah. as individual followers of Jesus, yeah. closer to him, uh, yeah. a more sense of what he has gifted us for yeah. and ready to use that for his purposes. Yeah, good. Not like... Yeah, oh. deepening our dependence on him. Oh, I'm like, I mean, I'm just here for it. Yep, very so, good. Great stuff. Thanks for oh, being a part so of Big Three, good. my friend. Thanks for having me. Always get love better, it. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure that you're there at one of our services this Sunday, either on site or online, and that you snap the Slido QR code or click the link before the sermon to get involved. If you've enjoyed the Big Three podcast today, take the time to give a star rating and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big.